This is another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast, episode seven. Where do we begin? Where do we begin? Where do we begin? First off, um, hey guys, missed you. Um, for those of you who are not the dedicated 40, uh, I missed uh podcasts last week. And let me break it down why. I went out to Victoria to go do a show in Hecklers. And Hecklers is an amazing comedy club that actually uh, documented my final conquest of going officially coast to coast. So I performed all the way in, you know, New Brunswick and Halifax on the East Coast and then Victoria all the way on the West Coast. So Hecklers was the final club. So it was a big deal for me. And I went out there and had an amazing time. It's an amazing club. If you're ever in Victoria, don't leave. It's one of the most beautiful places, if not the most beautiful place I've ever stayed in in Canada, straight up. And uh, hecklers, they treated me beautifully. Amazing crowds, amazing shows. While I was there, um, funny enough, I saw the Freedom Convoy. And you know, you got to give credit, all right? Hate the Freedom Convoy or not. They had to get on a ferry, get all the way over to the island, and then get drive downtown together as a unit. You know how difficult that is as adults? You have to have several organizers. I can't get six people to meet at my house on time, much less get 200 vehicles to drive down the road together. So uh, I thought that was hilarious. But what I didn't know, what I didn't know is that in British Columbia, there has been a trend of people in BC who have been loosening the lug nuts on the tires of people with Alberta license plates. Now, with me coming to Victoria with, of course, my vehicle and my Alberta license plate and the Freedom Convoy going through, I suspect maybe. Somebody thought I was part of the convoy or maybe I just was a target, whatever. But I was driving to go home after performing at Heckler's. And uh, when I was on the highway in between a city called Chilliwack and another city called Hope, my fucking front tire flew off of my car. Uh, The lug nuts on my front tire had been loosened. And uh, I'm not going to lie, this I've almost died a lot of times in a car. Uh, This had to be one of the scariest. The front tire flew off and barely missed a car passing on the other side of the road and then bounced so far back that we actually never even recovered my tire. All of a sudden after that, I'm looking at my front tire flying down the road in my rearview mirror, and then fire, literal sparks and fire are shooting up from the ground as my car is now driving on three wheels. While this is happening, there's a construction site right in front of me as this is happening, and I'm driving at about 100, 110, 
kilometers an hour. And there's four trucks that are driving and, you know, moving cement and concrete, all kinds of shit. And I, on three wheels, I don't know how I did it. I avoided all four of the trucks, six construction workers, a ditch, and managed to get the car to the other side of the road before it rolled on itself and off into the off the side of the highway. If you guys don't know, for many of you who don't know, uh, when you're driving on Highway One in Canada to Western Canada, uh, it's just a two lane highway, you know, and on your side of the highway, it's just your lane and then a drop off. And that's all there is. And I managed to stop the car right at that point. I don't know how I did it. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I'm a defensive driver. I Look, it, if guardian angels exist, mine is like smoking a pack a day, hair falling out, stressed distressed because that car should not have made it where it made it and i should not be here today the first thing that the construction worker said when they got to my car was how the fuck did you survive that you know and it happened in less than it felt like i don't know man two three seconds at the most is as long as this could have been and it just everything happened in an instant and um, I didn't die. I didn't die. And uh, unfortunately, you know, I lost a tire. And when the tow truck drivers came, they're like, yeah, you know, all your other tires are good. So obviously somebody had interfered or messed with your tire. And, you know, he expressed that it had happened to uh, friends of his to the point where he had to pull his license plates off of the cars because people kept interfering and messing with them because of the fact that they had Alberta license plates. And I'm not going to lie, I was terrified, but mostly angry because I don't give a fuck what your stance is on, you know, COVID or the mandates and people coming and going in between provinces. What the fuck are you going to do? Like how, how the fuck does loosening lug nuts on someone's car prevent people from coming to the province? All you do is put people's lives at danger. You would have stopped me, my one Albertan ass from leaving your province, by the way, leaving your province. And I would have killed somewhere around up to about a dozen people could have been killed that live in BC. So how the fuck does that even, you know, make your point come across or like, what what point are you even trying to fucking prove? But um, I digress because one of the things that really stuck with me was that You know, I've been dealing with a lot uh, lately in terms of, you know, with my mental health. I don't really like to open up about it, but, you know, I struggle with my anxieties and stuff like that. Uh, One of the things that really set in for me was that 
I, I'm not dead. That I could have been dead, but I'm not. And so if I'm not in some weird cosmic, spiritual, religious, however fucking way you want to deem it, I'm meant to be here. And if I'm meant to be here, that means that whatever journey I'm on is not complete. And it 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 gave it gave like not not to say perspective, but it gave a definite like appreciation for life. Because a lot of people would be joking around and being like, "Man, I don't give a fuck about life." And and some days I'm not gonna lie. Some days you wake up and you just be like, "Fuck, I'm still alive." Like <laughs> uh, so those days happen. You know, when you have crippling anxiety to the point where you can't even get out of bed, you know, and uh, you just be canceling all your plans for the whole day. Uh, A lot of times when you're feeling like that, you don't necessarily have an appreciation for the life that you have in that moment. And uh, in that moment, uh, I, I, I gained a huge appreciation for my life. But uh you motherfuckers couldn't take me down, bitch. I'm still here. So <laughs> I'm uh, I'm glad I'm still alive. And uh, there's been so much going on, people. Like, okay, first off, today I'm about to hop on a plane in a few hours to head on off to Scarborough, Ontario. I got to do uh, a show for uh, my people in my, actually my old neighborhood bar in Scarborough called Twilight. So uh, tomorrow night, which would be Thursday, May the 5th, uh, I'll be performing back at Twilight. And I got to be honest with you guys. Yo, Scarborough people are the worst blood clad people that to ever perform for. Miserable, miserable people live in Scarborough. And nothing pleases them more than watching somebody fail at life. And as a stand-up comedian, they have... Uh, been the toughest audience I have ever dealt with in my entire life. And it's a really big show. Uh, There's two of them. There's one on Thursday and another one on Sunday. But I got to do the show Thursday, fly to Calgary Friday, fly back to Edmonton, uh, to Toronto Saturday, do the show on Mother's Day, fly back to Edmonton on Monday. So I have a ridiculous schedule this week. And, um, but the show in Scarborough is in uh, my old neighborhood in Pitfield. There's a bar called Twilight. And when I was coming up, a lot of the people that I came up with in Scarborough, they did well for themselves in pursuing their passions. Uh, my cousin, Bad News, uh, from Jump Up Kings, is a very successful and well-known uh, soca DJ in Toronto. Uh, soca Sweetness. Uh, is also like one of the top uh, soca DJs in the city. He was my next door neighbor, and DJ White Boy is one of the top reggae DJs. Yeah, you heard me. I said it. DJ White Boy from Newfoundland. Oh yeah, uh, one of the top reggae DJs. And uh, me and him went to high school together. So you know, they decided to bring all those three DJs together and these guys are not cheap but 
because of the fact that they heard I was coming in town. They dropped their prices. They made it happen. And they're calling the show Scarborough's Finest. So I want to come in there and fuck up a show. You know what I mean? I want to fuck up a show. Kind of like, you know, this. I want to make, I want to root. I want people's guts to be hurting. And uh, that's very difficult to do in that crowd. So I'm nervous. And I'm telling you, my dedicated 40, uh, I'm nervous. I'm never going to tell Scarborough people I'm nervous because if the Scarborough people have a different mentality when they go to a comedy show. When you go to a comedy show, typically the audience comes with the attitude of, I'm going to have a good time. I came here to have a good time. So when they show up, they're like, it's going to be a good time. And it takes a lot for somebody to push them off of that, you know, off that objective, off that field of vision, off of that, that, that path. In Scarborough, their, their attitude is, you better be funny, which is a whole different attitude because they show up to the show already thinking it's going to be terrible, already hating you. Already feeling like, yo, why do I have to fucking pay for a thing to come outside? Like they literally show up with the attitude like you have ruined their day for trying to make them have a good time. And so when they sit down to watch the show, it's like, ugh, I shouldn't be here. You wasted my time. I don't even want to be out. What the fuck are you even going to talk about? Ah. And that attitude and mentality is so much more. I don't care what any fucking comedian tells me. I've performed at way too many shows for over a decade, well over a decade, almost into two decades. You cannot tell me that different crowds yield different results. And this crowd yields very little fucking crops of laughter. So I'm not looking uh, forward to... Actually, I am looking forward. I'm looking forward to because the challenge. Yeah, that's fucking. Let's be honest, man. I get bored. I get bored, and with the craft of comedy, you don't want to get bored because then you know you end up just becoming a bitter old comic who complains all the time. But when you're constantly being challenged and having to reach new levels and new heights, it, it's a satisfying. It's a satisfying feeling. And if I can kill tomorrow night in Scarborough on a Thursday in a Caribbean bar. Yo, that means a lot. So um, I'm nervous, but I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it, but not looking forward to it. I don't know. It's, it's either which way. Shit's going down. So um, if you guys are uh, listening to this now, it's definitely... Uh, <laughs> It's definitely too late, but I'll tell you guys how that went on the next podcast. Uh, what else is going on? Because you're like, there's so much going on. Uh, I'm still leaving for Los Angeles in June. And that's another big deal because, well, it's a big deal for me. I don't know what it's going to translate to in my career, but uh, I got a few friends out there. Ellis Rodriguez, he's performing at Punchlines in Sacramento. Punchlines is uh, one of the more prestigious clubs in America. That's a chain. 
Got a great lineup of people. Hard to get in. He's recording an album there. And uh, we're good friends. And he's like, hey, do you want to open for me? And I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. So I'm uh, looking forward to meeting the bookers and the people there. And I have to crush. I have to absolutely annihilate so that, you know, I could try to put my foot in the door. Just get my foot in the fucking door so that afterwards I could bust it wide open later on. And speaking of which, uh, in in Los Angeles, because that's punchlines in Sacramento, in Los Angeles and Hollywood, I'm performing at the Laugh Factory for Chocolate Sundays. Now, Chocolate Sundays is like the premier black comedy show in Los Angeles. It uh, was established and run at first by Kevin Hart's, you know, current manager, uh, Pookie Wigington. And uh, is it Wigginton? I don't know. His, his name is Pookie. All right. Name Pookie. And he um, runs the, the Chocolate Sundays. And so I'm doing that one. And that's like a big show with like celebrities are on it. Big name comics, you know, legendary crowd. One of the top five clubs in the in the country. And uh, I'll be performing there. And if I can crush there then it definitely will have me in a lot more rooms. And I also have the improv on uh, D-Ray's show. Uh, that's on Monday. And uh, he has another star-studded show, and that's at the improv uh, in Melrose. And uh, the improv, of course, is another one of the legendary clubs. And... If I kill it there, again, it opens the door for me. Uh, again, just getting my foot in the door because these are prestigious shows. So if I kill on them, it gives me the reputation that they can trust me. And the, finally, I have a show on in the uh, comedy store at Crack 'em Up Thursdays. And now Crack 'em Up, I've done many times before and I love them and I've had a great crowd there. And uh, But again, when you go away, and then come back, you have to always reestablish yourself. And so, you know, I just want to try to make on this trip, this month that I spend in L.A., that I solidify myself a position as somebody who is allowed to perform. It's baby steps out there. Unless you're famous or well-connected, it's baby steps. And I'm not either of those things. So I just got to take this little opportunity that I got and try to make this shit happen. And it's it, it it's something that if you're a comedian or aspiring comedian and you're listening to this right now, um, this is what the beginning stages of moving that career into the light is 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 all about. Like of course, if you're listening to the podcast, you've been to a comedy show or you probably even know me personally. And you're like, Sterling, you're hilarious. Yeah, but the world doesn't know that. And the people that allow you to be put on a platform to be seen by the world, we call those gatekeepers. And those gatekeepers, they go to the shows that I'm talking about. And if I don't crush in front of them and then they give me an opportunity, then I have to then somehow find another outlet or a way you know what i mean it doesn't mean that there's no way it just means i gotta find another way uh to make that happen and so 
you know, I'd like to take the path of least resistance uh, on this journey. And I'm hoping that, uh, that that's what happens. And so when you're, when you're listening to this and when you're watching the journey, um, just know that you have to be uncomfortable. You have to be uncomfortable. You cannot uh, constantly be in the rooms where you're the best, where you always kill and expect to aspire to anything great. I know that sounds crazy because it's like, well, what about top tier comedians? Yeah, there's no such thing uh, as giving up the, the the craft and it's, oh, it's perfecting the craft. There's no such thing as perfecting the craft of comedy. Uh, so even top tier comedians have to find and invent new ways to try to make sure that when they are crafting their new routine and their new jokes, that it stands the test of time when it comes time for a special. So, um, you know, follow me on the journey, man. I don't know why. I don't know why so many fucking people love to call me at the exact same time uh, whenever I'm doing shit. Does that ever happen to any of you guys? I swear to God. My phone, when I'm holding it, when I'm with it, never rings. Never fucking rings. If I take a nap, if I wake up late, and here's the thing. I don't have a fucking day job. Waking up late is like 11 a.m. There'll be like 17 missed calls for some reason. But if I'm awake at 7 a.m. to 10.59, zero calls. 11 a.m., 17 missed calls. I don't know what the fuck it is, but every single goddamn time I try to record a podcast, get in my car, go to the gym, that's when everybody calls and everybody calls 19 times. And then when I call them back, no answer, no fucking answer. And then I'm playing phone tag all day. Like right now, since I've been talking to you guys, oh, check that out, 222. Uh, angel numbers. Anybody been uh, and know what angel number is? Anyways, let me finish this first thought. Uh, <laughs> I have been uh, recording this podcast for 22 minutes so far. And in those 22 minutes, four different people have called me. Four different fucking people. And here's the thing. All of these people, I've called them already today and none of them picked up. And now, Hours, I'm saying hours, people, hours later, they're now all calling me back simultaneously. I don't fucking get it. Anyways, I'm talking to my dedicated 40, so I don't give a shit. But anyways, uh, back to what I was saying. June is a big month because uh, I'll be in L.A. Uh, July is going to be huge because I'm doing a lot of festivals. And fingers crossed, I'm trying to get into Just for Laughs this year. So, you know, hopefully I get that. And then August, well, fuck, that's too far ahead for me. I don't plan that far ahead. Dedicated 40, I promise you, I am not planning that far ahead. But who knows? Who knows what's going to happen in the future? I do know that I want to try to get in shape, y'all. I've said it so many times. i said it so many times. But it's fucking hard, man. 
Because, like, when I be working out, there's, like, two modes when I work out. Mode number one is always, like, the gung-ho stage. That, look at that. That is now motherfucker. Uh, hold on a second. I got to pause this now. This is ridiculous. Ah, all right. And we're back. Uh, I don't even know where we left off. But <laughs> my phone was blowing up on an astronomical level. And one of the people that called uh, was my good friend, co-host, business partner, the whole nine. Uh, <laughs> honey, hey. Uh, that's my, remember I told you I was trying to work out? Yeah, that's that's the sound of motivation in the background. That's the noise she makes when I call her. Yeah, she out here. I'm still trying to survive. I don't I I, I never had it. Um <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to, man. I got like I said, I got two modes of working out, which is the gung-ho working out, like I'm gonna work out every single day. But working out, it be fooling you cuz the first day you be going hard in the gym and the next day life hits you and the reality, your body, it feels like you got beat up in your sleep and you're like, I got to do this again. I'm not doing this again. I'm not doing this again. And then you got to get up and go again. And that's when I go into mode two, where which is you got to love me for who I am. Like if you don't, <laughs> if you can't love who I am on the inside, you don't deserve anything I am on the outside, which is the bullshit cop out. Because I don't give a shit who you are on the inside. If on the outside you smell like bologna meat and your belly keeps hitting me in the face and you're sweating on me. You know what I mean? There's, there's a difference between love and, and duty. And I'm not trying to make anybody that loves me uh, pull a shift is what I'm saying. And uh, it's just it's just harder. It's just so much harder because like, you know, like. When you were uh, uh, you when you were when you had abs, all right. Now, if you never had abs growing up, well, fuck, man. You know, it's just been a hard road. Okay, it's been a hard road. I get it. But like for the rest of the people who were like young and you had abs, those were just they came standard. It was like automatic driving. You know what I mean? It was just like yeah, it, it comes standard with the vehicle. But when you are forty. Like my metabolism has halted. My metabolism has slowed down like traffic during the Freedom Convoy. I don't move. Everything I eat just stays there. And it just, what I ate last week is still on my belly. So when I go to the gym, I have to work out not just to burn off the failures of my entire life up until now, but I have to work out hard enough for the meal I'm going to eat. And because you, you got to eat, you got to eat. The worst thing you could do is have what I call a skinny day. A skinny day is when you wake up and you look in the mirror and you'd be like, motherfucker, I'm never eating again. Like, I look fantastic. This is this is all me on the side. I, I'm going to kill the game. And then you drink water and your belly fucking pops back out. Um, So that's. uh how hard I got to work out and I needed a partner. I needed somebody to motivate me because I'm not motivated. I don't want to do it. And uh, that's who it is. So I'm going to let you guys know. I mean, we've been at it. I mean, sans the one week where I almost got killed um, when I was in Victoria, we've managed to go five days a week for three weeks straight. 
And then the one week was last week where I was gone. Um, and now we're back in it again. Uh, I'm just trying to make it a routine, but I don't know what's going to happen, guys. <laughs> I'm not, uh, I'm not going to try to make no promises here, but I'm, ah, no, fuck it. Fuck it. Let's do it right now. I'm going to have abs by January. That's it. I said it. And if I don't have abs by January, all right, any one of my dedicated 40 that calls me out on it, I will personally send you $100 cash. I said it right here on season two, episode seven. If I don't have abs by January 2023, I will give $100 to anybody that calls me on it. That's right. You could just see me in the streets and be like, lift up, motherfucker. And if I can't lift up, I'll pay up. There. I put it. I said it. And I'm going to do it now. I don't, uh, Listen, I only have 40 listeners. So you know what? I can afford it. <laughs> I can afford it. All 40 of you called me out. I can afford it. But no, I'm actually going to make the effort, man. It's just, um, it's just hard. I don't, uh, I fucking hate it. You know, and I, I got to get my ass in the gym right now. Cause I have a huge day ahead of me. Um, but, uh, like I said, to remind everybody, uh, if you live in Edmonton, please make sure you guys come check me out, uh, every Sunday at the house party that is, uh, run at the moon on Wednesdays. You can catch me at the mix on white Ave and, uh, for any other dates, hit up my website sterlingscottlive.com and uh, shoot I think that's about everything man hmm? oh shit thank you thank you and on Tuesdays look at that I had so much damn work I don't even know what the fucking jobs I have anymore I went from no work to I'm overworked uh, anybody else struggling with that no I mean if you're an entertainer and you're listening to this podcast then I probably talk to you in person but I don't know if anybody else is struggling with the stamina of having to live your daily life uh, the way you used to now that you're out of the pandemic. Like, does anybody still party till 3 a.m.? Like you went out at 11 and you party till 3. Do you guys still? Do? I don't know. Not me, man. I I go out at 9 and I, I at 10 p.m. I'm like, it's time to wrap it up. I'm tired. I don't know. I guess it's, I don't know. I don't think it's fatigue as much as it is maturity fatigue on stage for sure but maturity for not wanting to party i just don't i don't know man what the fuck are y'all searching for <laughs> i get it for people who like to dance okay if you go to the club and you like to dance i fucking get it you like to dance and that's the place where the dancing happens i'm particularly speaking to females because i don't know any fucking guys who honestly are straight and have looked another straight man in the face and said tonight i'm going dancing don't know that person don't know that person but not saying you don't exist just saying i don't believe you um <laughs> i'm gonna let you guys go because i gotta get my ass in the gym and then on a flight to get to the, I didn't even mention shade on Tuesdays. I went on a fucking tangent. Thank you. Um, 
You see, this is why she's a great co-host uh, for, for for shows and shit. She's like, hey, you fucking up. And I'm like, yeah, thank you. Uh, every Tuesday, I'm at Shade. Uh, on That's Jasper and 105 in Edmonton for the Filthy Feud. I give out money every fucking Tuesday. Now, mind you guys, asterisk beside all these dates, that's when I'm in Edmonton, when I'm in town. Because Lord knows I be traveling. So um, that's all for today. I'm going to take my lazy fat ass to the gym and hope to turn it into a lazy, less fat ass. And uh, <laughs> like I said, man, you can call me on it. January 2023. Lift up or pay up. That's all for today. This has been another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast. Good days, better nights. We out. Go, go.